The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody out there in Teen Wolf World. We're excited to have you on, and I'm really excited for this uh, episode. We're talking about the tough stuff with two guests that I know are going to be probably some of your favorite stories that are ever going to come on the show. They are two men who I have met in the last couple of years who have changed my life, not only with their ideas, but some of the cool things that they've overcome in their lives and the great example that they're setting for other young people out there. Uh, So we're going to start off the show with Carrie from Art with Impact um, because she's going to tell us about her film of the week that she thinks will be great to tie in with this topic. Uh, Then we'll be interviewing my friend, who I am honored to call my friend, Sydney Bell, Mm -hmm. out of Angeles, California. Uh, after that, Grant's going to give us a couple money tips on how we can save and spend wisely as we grow. Then we're going to interview Shanann Chattania, and he is a very cool man. He's gone through some very impressive changes in his life, and I think we'll all be able to identify at some point with what he has to say. And then I know Ewan's going to come on, Mr. DIY himself, and teach us what it's like to make no excuses and live your life with no excuses so that you can have the life you want. So, really excited. Hi, Kevin. Are you out there? <laughs> yes, I am. How's it going, Brandy? Phenomenal. How are you today? Good. Great. Thank you. Yeah, this has been uh, this has been a fun journey so far, hasn't it? Sure has. And I know and you were in L.A. last week for your movie premiere. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, and um, had a great time on the red carpet. Wasn't... Wasn't as big a red carpet as we'd like yet, but hey, we got to start somewhere, right? Like a welcome mat kind of thing? Is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. It was more like a car mat, floor okay. mat kind of thing. But <laughs> I brought it myself, threw it down everywhere I walked, but you know. Nice. Um, <laughs> so hey, I was just thinking. Um, you know, we've been going what six six weeks now? Yeah, it's our week seven. seven. Yeah, it's been it's flown by, man. It's been amazing, and I know we're getting more listeners each and every week, which is awesome. So welcome to all you new listeners out there. If you're new, put up your hand. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. See them. Um, <laughs> and, um, but I was just thinking, like, maybe maybe we should give them a bit of a rundown on, on Global Teen Wealth and kind of what we're trying to accomplish with everything. And Brandy, this is really a vision that, that you've had for a long time, and it's so exciting. I know um, you and, and everybody else so excited to be a part of it. Um, so maybe just give a bit of a rundown, um, you know, with kind of the vision and where we're going with this for all the all the people that are listening. 
For sure, absolutely. Well, I'm really excited because we finally have the website up and running. It's globalteenwealth.org for anyone who wants to check it out. Uh, We're currently running a teen self-esteem, youth empowerment, financial literacy, and teen entrepreneur course here in Atlanta, Georgia as part of Global Teen Wealth. Uh, Evan Oglesby, uh, he's the co-founder of Global Teen Wealth. Um, He's right now doing a Fit Kids Healthy Teen Camp. He's been speaking at some of the local elementaries, and I've been privileged to go with them and watch them do that. Uh, So not only are we teaching young people from ages 4 all the way to 19 how to be fit, how to eat right, how to enjoy your life, but also how to start your own business and be uh, financially successful in the future. Yeah, Can you imagine if we had this growing up? Yeah. You would have put your movie out 10 years ago and I would have put my book out 10 years ago. (laughs) That's it. I mean, it would have been the same because he's phenomenally successful all the time. But uh, he does does it himself. He always has. So. (laughs) No excuses with that guy. And I mean, hopefully, I mean, big things coming. Like what, you know, I I know we've talked about this a lot and we've kind of talked about our own vision with this moving forward. But where do you see this going? What's the purpose in all of this? Well, our goal is definitely to get about 10,000 teens enrolled across North America in the online entrepreneur training program. And then we've got some big financial backers that want to give thousands of dollars to teens who have a business plan that we help them complete so that they can launch their own business. And the goal with that is for them to give back maybe 1%, 5%, 10% of whatever their sales are from the business that we help them create to a nonprofit that helps other young people. Because once we empower our youth uh, and to become more compassionate and to give back while building small business, we can truly make a difference in the world so yeah, i'm glad you awesome. asked kev thanks <laughs> yeah well hey <laughs> it's what i do and then eventually i know we've been talking about maybe doing a um like a radio tour where we actually travel around and we'll do live speaks and stuff i think um that would be an absolute blast so guys if you're listening out there put in a request to <laughs> to get us at your school or something we'd love to come do that and um I know uh, it's been really exciting so far, Brandy. So we have lots of cool guests. We should probably get to uh, to the first one. Who do you have? For sure. It's Carrie back with us from Art with Impact. Hi, Carrie. Hi. How are you today? Hey, Carrie. I'm doing great. Hello. <laughs> So this week we're talking about tough stuff, and for any new listeners out there, Art with Impact is a um, phenomenal organization. Uh, It began in the United States, Carrie founded it and created it, and it's offering an opportunity for young people to create films, to discuss some of the tough things in their lives. And Carrie, I know you have a film that you want to share with us this week. Yeah, I was thinking about what sort of goes with our theme this week, and for me what comes up a lot when it comes to mental health and tough stuff is the misconception that violence and mental illness go together. So um, the, th- the film that I chose for this week is called Light, and it's about, a, it's about a case where somebody with mental illness actually is violent, which is a really rare thing in the first place, but it go- gives you from his perspective what that's like and how he doesn't even know really what's going on and the disassociation he has from his reality. And it's a, it's a Spanish film. It's made by a filmmaker named Javier Garcia. And um, it came into our library at the very end of 2014. Um, but it really shows sort of how, if you're in the midst of a delusion or some kind of mental break, that, you know, you don't necessarily know what's going on for you. Um, but just, you know, for, for the sake of clarity, I should mention that if people who have serious mental illnesses are four times more likely to be the victims of violent crime than they are 
than people without a serious illness. So they're, they're really much more likely to be victims than perpetrators. Um, but this film shows what it might be like for somebody who, um, who is involved in violence. Beautiful. I, I appreciate that. I, I'm, I love that you brought that up because I think people sometimes have a misconception, especially things like bipolar or schizophrenia. It's had a negative context for so long that people think it's a violent thing. So I really love that you brought that up. And uh, can you tell everyone again how to follow you guys and how to check out your uh, next events that are upcoming? Because I know they're all across North America now that you've launched in Canada as well. And I just want everyone to be able to attend or at least view the films on your website. Yeah, absolutely. As, actually, as we speak right now, there's an event going, that's going on in Queen's University in, in um, Ontario, in Kingston. And um, we are at artwithimpact.org. You can see all of our upcoming events. You can also submit your short films there to our monthly competition. The winner gets $1,000, and their work is featured in our workshops throughout North America. And we're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look for at Art With Impact. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Carrie, and have a great rest of your week, and I'll be checking out lights uh, as soon as we're done this call. Sounds <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Beauty. Uh, and now I'm really excited to welcome my good friend, Sydney Bell. Sid, are you out there? Yes, I am. What's up, Brandy? Oh, not much. It's good to hear your voice, my darling. Yours as well. It's snowing here in Georgia. What's it like in Los Angeles? Oh, wow. Uh, believe it or not, it's uh, overcast and rain is the... Uh, predicted for the weekend so uh you know me being a, a bay area guy although i've been out here uh for a couple of years now hey it's all good with me you know <laughs> so, you know not as hot I, 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 i'm good very cool can you tell everyone uh, just who you are <laughs> yeah um well i'll tell them like how me and you actually got to know each other so um you know, I, like I just mentioned, I've been in Los Angeles uh, for a little over two years now. I came out here um, February 2014 and uh, been drug, been struggling with drug addiction for uh, wow for for quite some time. You know, I'm in my 40s now, and um, I think it's important for teens to to hear this and know that you know, <clears throat> being young and wanting to fit in, you know. If you're not really like because you want to fit in, you'll do some things. You'll 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 drink, you'll smoke weed, and those are the things that I did, thinking it was cool and wanted to fit in and be cool. But as a result, for somebody, I'm gonna speak for myself. For somebody like me, what it did was it, it led to it led to my demise. And uh, but I'm grateful today. I'm, I'm positive and full of hope because I I I know, you know. Uh, I'm not, I'm, you know, I identify as being an alcoholic, first of all. Oh, and, uh, and again, really, you know, from my upbringing, I grew up in a household to where drugs and alcohol were promoters, you know, education and doing the right things, you know. So I feel, I feel victim to, to, uh, to being, feeling like, you know, I, I wanted to, I had to fit in and do these things, you know, like I said, smoke weed and, and drink and, hang out and be defiant, which, you know, some of that is kind of like natural team behavior, particularly like being defiant. But again, knowing that, you know, putting these drugs in my system, you know, that first of all, I felt uncomfortable, but yesterday I continued to do it and um, it became a way of life. So I've been in, a, I've been in LA again and uh, saw sobriety and found it and got connected with the midnight mission. And that's how I met you. And, and being a volunteer there, been so helpful and loving. And so, uh, yeah, life is a lot better today for me. 
That's very cool. I, I, I really have a lot of respect for you. I When I first met you there, I instantly fell in love with your personality. You're just this amazingly dynamic person. And have you always been like super outgoing and dynamic or were you ever shy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, believe it or not, yeah, I am shy. And, uh, but, but more so, yeah, my, 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 um, uh, my personality is, is outgoing and friendly. And it's truly, you know, what you see is what you get, um, you know, positive, of course, just like you. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I am shy at the same time. So how did peer pressure affect you? Like, was it directly your friends that were saying it or were you just indirectly at a party and saw people doing it and felt like you needed to jump in? Can you tell us a little bit about what the pressure felt like from peers? Yeah, actually, if, um, actually it was both. And, um, it really started to progress for me when I, when I got to college, you know, and I went away to college that day. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like this whole sense of freedom, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have no, no, my parents, I don't have no parental supervision. It's like, you know, I'm a young adult. I'm going to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. And, uh, it was kind of like, you know, the college that I went to, a matter of fact, a friend of mine I grew up with in San Francisco, we were going to college together and he had a, he had a serious weed habit. And so just being my friend, you know, you know, birds of a feather flock together. My, my, habit you know just like kids was almost on a daily basis smoking weed and but yet still i'm still trying to you know go to school and all that and um you know that's not the way to go it's not the way to do it believe me you know because uh again uh you know alcoholism drug addiction is a progressive disease man and that's and that's what uh and that's what happened in my case i'm no more special or unique than the next person there are different types of there are different types of alcoholics you know um but uh, I'm I'm an alcoholic to where if I once I start I can't stop you know what I mean and I just ruin everything that I've that I've built or gained so but today again life is a lot better and I'm glad that I came to L A and uh, I got you know I got a uh, I got a lot of love encouragement and support here and I'm just grateful for uh, for my life today that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, um, I, I know everyone out there listening doesn't know Sydney yet, but uh, one day I really hope that he becomes a part of the Global Teen Wealth team because his passion and his story are, are incredible and he has got the biggest heart in the world. Uh, he's just incredible. I, when I first started at the Midnight Mission volunteering there, um, I started a little bit behind the security desk and then went into the food uh, area where we prepped and served the food. And he always, no matter who he walked around, with whether it was the people that were outside or the homeless the ones struggling out on the streets with the drug addiction or the men that were in the midnight mission every single person was like hey what's up Sid and gave him a hug and he hadn't been there all that long when I got there and he progressed very quickly to be going into the midnight mission going through the retreat uh, recovery program and then all of a sudden working in the security department and just wanting to better his life so much and I said to him I'm like gosh you're so charismatic and there's consistently a draw of uh, people out there trying to pull you back into certain lifestyles. I'm just really proud of you and how hard you're fighting to be better for yourself. And I know every time he would go home uh, to visit his family in the Bay Area, there was these beautiful pictures of him and his family. And I just know his family is super behind him. And I actually got to talk to his mom one time when she called him for his birthday. <laughs> and that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, I do have an, an interesting question to ask you, though. There's a 
United States is going through a lot with marijuana right now. And there's mm-hmm. different discussions and different opinions depending on what state you're in. For example, I'm in Georgia right now, and there's a woman uh, with a four-year-old uh, little girl, and she's struggling because the only thing that's stopping her four-year-old daughter from having violent seizures where she's almost died is marijuana oil. And because it's illegal mm-hmm. here, she's going through this huge legal struggle because she doesn't have tons of money to pick up her whole family and move to a state where it is legal, but she's afraid her daughter's going to die. So there's this huge kind of legal battle. And a lot of the thing I hear is people saying that marijuana is a gateway drug. Can I get your opinion on that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's um, how you broke that down leading up to, uh, to that, you know, the question in itself. Um, you know, it, it's a gateway drug for many people that I've talked to and, and even for myself. However, I, I, I really believe that, that marijuana, although I also believe, because I know me, uh, that anything that affects me from the neck up, I can't I can touch. So that, that, includes, that includes marijuana. Um, however, again, I, I know people who have smoked, have smoked marijuana for like for decades and decades, and they continue to function. They, you know, they can do what they have to do and what they need to do in regards to taking care of business and so I you know and and in regards to the healing too so there's no way that I could say oh um you know marijuana marijuana is bad compared to some of the hardcore more hardcore drugs that we can you know talk about as well in comparison um but yeah when it comes to being a gateway drug I know it was a gateway drug for me to answer your question it was a gateway drug for me because you know uh after smoking it for so long which I did I was, and then knowing people that were doing more hardcore drugs, I said, well, you know, and then the, 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 the effects, the, the euphoria they, that they talked about, and I actually was witnessing because I was with them. I was like, you know, well, you know, let me try that also. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my input on that in regards to it being a gateway drug, you know? Beauty, thank you for that. It's a very interesting topic for me because um, I, I, I tried marijuana when I was in high school for the first time and it just made me want to eat the house, throw up and pass out. So it's not my thing, but I know it has different effects for different people. So I just love yeah. what it's doing for, I have friends that have, I have a friend that has stomach cancer and she's been using um, marijuana oil for years and, and she just makes basically like an olive oil with that's infused with marijuana in it. And she's had stomach cancer for four years and it hasn't progressed and she's not in pain and she's not going through all this horrible stuff that some other people are going through and, and she attributes right. it directly to that so I mean I'm, I'm looking forward to more research and all that coming out so we have yeah. about two and a half minutes before we go to the break but what's new on the horizon for you what are some of your big goals dreams and visions coming up in your life uh, well as you as, <laughs> as you know and, and you're doing what you do again I, I applaud you and commend you you know because um I've been one of your biggest supporters and fans um, since we met, and you've shared with me your vision. I've been with you with the, um, you know, conferences and, uh, and and things of that nature. And so, you know, like you, Brandy, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, get into the motivational uh, forum. I think that uh, with my story and and uh, what I can offer in regards to just inspiring and, you know, just uh, just you know, sharing with people like, hey, you know what. You fall down, you know, get back up. It's hard, it's challenging, it's difficult, but get back up because you do matter. And um, I think that it's important that people, 
you know, hear hear stories like mine, like yours, you know, um, just to inspire, man, because, you know, because it's, it's, so, it's so much hate and, uh, you know, there's so much hate and negativity out there, you know, but there are really good people like yourself and others who are doing, you know, uh, you know, positive things and a positive movement, and that's what I'm all about as well. So um, that's something that, uh, and then music also, you know, I love music and, uh, you know, just, you know, make, you know, create, you know, create, produce, you know, some positive songs and messages and put that out there also. So those are definitely two things that um, I'm excited about, it's particularly like while I'm out here in L.A., you know, it's a lot going on out here, as people know. So, uh, yeah. For sure. We have about one minute before we go to a break, but I have uh, one last question for you. I know sure. there's parents out there that are listening. Um Parents and teens and anybody out there that's listening, what advice would you give to them if they have a friend that they think is starting to get into the whole drug world and they don't know how to approach it? Um, do you have any advice on how they could help? Um, well, you talking about, so you said, like you said, parents who have teens, who, are, who, they, who they suspect or know that are using drugs, what, what should they do? That's your question, right? Yeah, like like how could they approach it or where could they seek help? Um, I believe first of all, the parent the parents should talk to the teen, you know, and and I and I believe also um it's important that if the parent try to connect with the teen. Um hopefully the teen is honest when the parent asks, you know, when the parent, you know, should ask the question. And I think it is important that the parent be honest that you know, hey, I once did this also, so they don't, you know what I mean? So they can help them identify, and you know what I mean, and let them know, like, you know what, I don't condone what you're doing, I understand what you're doing, however, it's not the thing to do, and I think by, you know, sharing with them why and letting them know that, you know, not, you know, not condemn them and make them feel less than, but let them know, like, you know, I understand because I once did that, however, you know, um, please don't do that, and hopefully it doesn't escalate, um, if it does, you know, I can't, because I'm not a parent. I haven't been in that situation. I can't really I can't really go out that far, but I think it's important for communication, for a lot of communication, and to be open and honest. As, you know, being a parent, I believe that's, a, that's the important um, in regards to, uh, you know, building up, uh, you know, some trust there and, and some understanding. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show, Sydney. You're absolutely one of my favorite people on earth. I'm so proud of you and all that you've accomplished. And I hope that you and I are friends for the rest of our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, we're (laughs) going to go to break now. Don't forget to like Teen Wealth on Facebook. We're giving out some really cool prizes. And have a pen out. I'll give you the number to text in uh, so you can win some more cool prizes when we get back from the break. Thanks for joining us, Sydney. And we're going to go to break. See everybody in a couple minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations, live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Uh, this is Kevin here with Brandy. Brandy, having a good day so far? Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Checking. Just checking. You're always like the most bubbly, happiest person I know. So... <laughs> you're not smiling ear to ear, then something's wrong. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, Grant, do we have Grant Powell on the line? Yes. Hello. How's everybody? Good, Grant. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, Good. thanks. Well, Grant is our resident uh, wealth moneymaker here. He's, uh, he's always here with some great tips. And Grant, I understand this week you want to talk a little bit about the basics of spending and saving. I know that... Uh, Growing up, we didn't have all this, you know, you couldn't do transfers on your phone or, you know, PayPal or any of that stuff. And, um, you know, the easy access to everything now, there's easy spending and doesn't seem like there's any consequence when you do it. So um, you want to just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, exactly. It's now with this technology, there's no sort of, uh, as long as you remember your account numbers and PIN numbers, put in the buttons, then you're done. So... There's no counting of the physical and passing of, of the money to a cashier, which, you know, is your hard-earned funds going across the table or the, you know, the desk type of thing. This makes, there's a less of a, an emotional attachment to your hard-earned savings, you know, during these transactions. So for teens, I really like the idea of going back to the, the basics of practicing actually saving the money and then going in and, and spending it um, which in cash, which it helps bring back those concrete feelings of what it's like to see your hard-earned money like being spent. Like in years back, uh, talking about saving and, and where you save and stuff, in years back, some people used to save money with an out-of-sight, out-of-mind attitude. They wouldn't put it in the bank. They would simply you know, hide it in random places like under the mattress, inside walls or even burying it in their in their backyard and the funny thing is people would sometimes forget where they would hide funds <laughs> or worse yet would actually die and then not tell some people where they hid funds um, so people would stumble across 
money. So I'm not suggesting to go into those tactics, but so you don't have access to the funds. You know, simply if you can, you know, whether your parents have a separate account for you that you can only deposit money or you have a piggy bank set aside somewhere that you just deposit funds in or you have your own online account but you have you can't access it online or an instant teller so that sort of helps guarantee that you're not tapping in to those savings all the time <clears throat> so gotcha. yeah so these these ideas will help guarantee that you save enough funds before you actually want to make a transaction this will also help that a lot of times people make transactions based on emotions right so if you actually have to save enough funds before you make a transaction sometimes by the time you save those funds you don't want to make that purchase anymore mm -hmm. so it helps people buy less on emotion and realize that once they've saved all those funds that they possibly might not even want that 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 purchase anymore right so the other thing is when it's time to make your purchase it's a great idea to go in there with cash and then go up you know, whether you're taking your piggy bank or you're taking your wallet, go up to the cashier, uh, find out how much it is, and count out the funds and, and pay for your item. And it's a great way to sort of learn the money value as, as also it's a great way to learn how to, how to count money. And my feeling is everybody needs to know how to count money because say if you want to start a business and it's a simple lemonade stand or you're, you're selling stuff you have put on a grad sale or, or whichever. It's ideal that you already know how to count money so that you don't get in a situation where you're short because you didn't count properly or you gave back too much change, that kind of thing. So it's these kind of money tips are just good to start with the basics for, for simple saving, plus they expand to other business um, concepts as well. Yeah, absolutely. Do um, one question, Grant. Do people actually have piggy banks anymore? Well, I know my daughter has one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's probably Pig E Bank, like e-commerce now, isn't it? Yeah, I don't exactly. Know if have physical banks anymore? Yeah, yeah. So any sort of any ways that you can sort of create those four savings and um, where money can go in but it can't come out, type of thing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is is a great way to uh, kind of forget about it and, and then when you do need it you're you'll be surprised how much you have there yeah awesome well thanks grant you know what maybe brandy um if you can remind everyone what the number is to text in if anybody has any questions for grant too over the next coming weeks um that would be awesome yeah for sure absolutely if you got your pens out guys the number that you can text uh is 707-200-6386 and I'll go over it one more time to so keep your pens near you if you didn't get it. Just remember to text your email and type the word money. <laughs> and that. just don't ask him for any. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you awesome. need a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Grant. Oh, you're welcome. And on that note, we have a man who's gone through a few tough things in his life, but has saved his money, started his own business, become very successful, and launched a whole other business in order to help other young people. Shinan, are you out there? I'm here, Brandy. Awesome. We're so lucky to have you on. Can you tell everyone a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. Uh, I work as a coach now. I've launched my business just uh, almost two years ago now. And I do is work one-on-one -on -one currently with clients. 
helping them create more passion in their lives, passion in more in their relationships and their careers, and ultimately anything that will bring more passion into their lives is what I focus on with them. Very cool. So you were, our episode this week is talking about the tough stuff, and I know you've gone through some incredible things from a young age. Could you tell everyone a little bit about your background? Absolutely. Um, I can say that I started off, uh, I, I was born in Kenya, which is in East Africa, so I came to Canada when I was 11 years old, and I got into school, um, and as soon as I got into the school, I faced a lot of bullying because I obviously was different. There was a huge culture shock on my end. So getting bullied was quite new to me. I didn't have that in Kenya. So when I faced it in Canada, I didn't really know how to deal with it. And after a while, it led into me being uh, dealing with it with aggression. Um, so it led into me getting fights. And when, it got, when I got into high school, that continued on a much deeper level. And after that... Um, I started skipping school a lot because I really didn't want to go into an environment where I was being bullied. It didn't feel good, naturally, of course. And um, when I was skipping school, I just got into an environment where everyone else was skipping school. I kind of gravitated with people that were doing the same thing, uh, and which led to, you know, doing things that weren't um, very fulfilling for my life or not moving me ahead. So that led to me getting into smoking weed and weed led to other things and when I was doing using drugs and using alcohol at a very um, abusive level, if I must say. And after that, by the time grade nine and ten came around, I was about fifteen, sixteen years old, um, I was in I was in a gang related kind of lifestyle where I was dealing drugs, harming people, and um, it went really, really fast. I didn't know where the years went. I dropped out of school in grade 10, and I was deep into that lifestyle, and I never really thought that I would come out of it because a lot of violence was involved. People around me that I was hanging around with were starting to die, getting shot, lots of them going to jail. And so it, it wasn't a pretty place to be in. But fortunately, I was able to come out of that lifestyle. I had some waking moments, and um, I decided that I do not want to live that life anymore. And um, it took about four years for me to you know, move in and out of that lifestyle before I finally decided that I don't want it anymore. And so I wanted to start my own business at that point, not go from job to job and have something pulling me. Um, me and my girlfriend at the time decided to get a Tim Hortons, which is a coffee chain here in Canada, or more like a religion, if you want to call it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know about that one, Brandy. We do. <laughs> um, so being really popular chain that it is in Canada, we thought, you know, if we invest our lives into this, it will take us somewhere where we can live a fulfilling life and, and be financially set. But for me personally, my, the principle behind getting that restaurant was to make money. I have absolutely no passion to serve coffee every 25 seconds and quite boring after a while. So my only reason to get it was to make money. And yeah, we made some money there because it, it's... um really popular chain and we were extremely busy. The only thing was that about a year into the business, I started to kind of realize that that's not what it's all about. I seen my health declining. I, I had relationships very close to me, which were fading away because I had no time for anyone else. I was always busy working. And that's when I started to introspect, to look in, inward and um, was able to 
you know, prioritize, slow down a bit and prioritize what's really important to me and what are the high core values in my life I want to follow. And um, after a lot of emotional and mental struggle, uh, I decided that I don't want that business anymore. And so I caught out of it in um, 2013. It was May 2013. And I decided to take some time off and kind of, you know, do some soul searching, find myself. Um, I also hired a coach in 2013 who was able to help me get clear on what what I want in life, what I'm good at in life, and um, how can I give back in life? Because truthfully, my biggest realization was that a life lived in service of others is really the fulfilling life and the meaningful life. And after being coached and watching what coaching can do for a person, including my friends and myself, I decided that that's what I wanted to do. That gave me the most fulfillment, so I jumped in. I started my own business, and I kind of... Um, tried to figure things out in the beginning uh, to come to this point right now where I'm happy to say that I'm in love with my life, in love with my job, and um, I live one of the most fulfilling lives that I never thought I ever could. That's so that's a little never... bit about me. It's a compressed story. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. are you? Do you have a book that you're writing about you? Because I remember the first time you and I talked uh, over Skype. I think we met through a speakers group or something, and I, I remember us talking over Skype for the first time, and we talked for at least an hour and a half. And I just, I just couldn't, I loved your story and how in depth you got and how I just could feel your struggle going through some of it. And then some of your excitement and passion for some of the exciting things that you've overcome. So is there a book in the works? You know what? There is. I started writing a book. Um, I think it was last year in the summer and, um, I haven't stopped writing it. So I, I keep writing it and then I start remembering more and more into it. And I want to add to it. So it is still being written, um, and I truthfully cannot say when it will be coming out, but it is it is in the works, yes. Beautiful. Um, so if there's a young person out there that's listening, and they are struggling either with uh, violence or drugs, or they're not sure about kind of the lifestyle that they're getting into, do you have a tip or an, a suggestion for them? Yeah. Um, quite honestly, what I've discovered within my own life, and with my clients is that we seem to gravitate towards these avenues of drugs, violence, gang-related lifestyle, or anything else because we don't feel belonged in the current one that we're in. So it seems like it's, it's a side effect of something that we're hiding, so it helps us numb ourselves. And you can say the same about eating. Emotional eating is one of them, you know. Uh, sugar is an addiction. Um, so my advice would be to, to look at yourself and start writing down what your values and priorities are. Look at what you want to do in life and it will take you away from the current situation because if you have something pulling you towards um, your goals, then you effortlessly will go towards it instead of pushing towards what others want you to do or what you think you should do um, or what, you're, what, what you feel that will bring you a better life. Instead of that, go towards what's pulling you. What's pulling your heart? What is it that your creative side wants to do? And um, in that, you will find the answers along the way. That's beautiful. And and what about the teens that are considering entrepreneurship? I mean, you, you went with the restaurant. Uh, Tim Hortons is like a coffee donut restaurant in Canada that's super popular. And then now you're doing your own consulting business and coaching and helping people. So from an entrepreneur's side to a young person who might want to consider a life of entrepreneurialism, what would you suggest? My suggestion is 
if you're wanting to get into entrepreneurship, it has many benefits. I don't, I wouldn't say it is for everyone. Some people really enjoy working for other people and they can do things on the side. So again, it's about looking at yourself and what you prioritize and value in your life. Um, but I feel that entrepreneurship does have many benefits personally and for uh, globally. Personally, would be it would provide you with a lot of freedom. It has no limits on what you can you can give into the business and what the business can give to you. And um, it's your way and it's your rules, which is kind of cool and the funnest part of it. And on a global level, entrepreneurship, if done in like an interdependent way where people work within with each other and collaborate, then I think it will be really beneficial for everyone because everyone will bring their own creative ideas to the table. Everyone bring their... Um, their selves, their own unique presentations. And um, it could be just a really fun and colorful environment to be in if most people are entrepreneurs. So I'm all for it. But at the same time, I'll say it is not for everyone. For sure. Absolutely. Um, my, one of my mentors, uh, his name is Bill Walsh, and he's known as America's small business guy. Uh, he's a, a great man. And I love what he says <clears throat> about if you hang around four broke people, you will be the fifth. And that goes for everything, not just money, but it goes for if you hang around four people that are using drugs and partying all the time, four people that are getting involved in violence and gangs and things like that, you'll probably become the fifth just because there's people. Now, listening to your story, listening to Sydney's story before, um, it seems like peer pressure can kind of come in as an influence. we got about a minute before we go to break, but could you tell everyone uh, if you experienced any peer pressure and how you were able to kind of pull away from the negative people in your life? <clears throat> Yeah, you know what? Peer pressure is a big one, and especially at a young age, peer pressure is around a lot. Um, we are trained so much into looking good or being like the next person that's in front of us that peer pressure plays that part. Uh, so what I would say is you're going to face it. It only depends on how you respond to it. So if you're, if you're, if you're in an early age investing in your life, and knowing what you want to do and knowing yourself, then peer pressure will likely less affect you. Um, but how I pulled away from it was I started to realize that. I, realized, I started to ask myself those questions. Is what, who do I want to be and what do I want to do with my life? And that pulled me away from just being a cookie-cutter person like the rest of the people and, like you said, being that fifth person of every fourth person that's doing the same thing. Beauty, I love it. Um, could you give everyone uh, a way that they can follow you, whether it's on social media or a website or something, so that if anyone is interested in finding out about your coaching, consulting business, or learning a little bit more about you, uh, they can follow you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. You can just search for Finance Rania, and you can find the spelling of that absolutely unique name on, on your flyer and your, um, your following. Or you can follow me on Instagram, which is Shanann, S-H-E-N-A-N, 622. I'm pretty active on there as well. And I'm always willing to have a conversation or a chat. I'm always up for that. So please feel free to contact me. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being a guest. I look forward to having you speak on some stages with us around the world in the future because your story is so beautiful, so impactful. And I want the first copy of that book. doesn't matter what I have to do to get a blood signed copy, but I want it. So you call me before it goes to publish, okay? <laughs> Absolutely, Brandy. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. And uh, everybody, we're about to go to the break. When we come back, we'll have you and Cameron coming up and telling you about his Mr. DIY trip of the week. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspiring really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you still have your pens out. If you did want to text us to try and win some prizes or ask some questions, just text the word money and your email to 707-200-6386. And now... The highlight of the show. You can <laughs> yourself, you and Cameron. What are you going to talk about today, Ewan? Talking about no excuses, Brandy. Awesome. <laughs> you didn't do it, did you? I The dog ate my homework. I, I had this <laughs> whole thing set up, and I had a lot of things prepared, information, and uh, Bowser over here. No, um, no excuses. Today's segment for me is going to be a little bit of a grumpy old man from the porch telling you to get off my lawn because I'm really going to kick things back and be a bit old school with this. I've coached high school sports, high school basketball, volleyball, soccer, and football. And although you'd think a big fact of playing sports is, of course, learning skills, but there's so many other factors in character that are really important in playing sports or team sports. And one of the big things I need my athletes, my student athletes to get a hold of is their own ownership of everything they do and everything they do together as a team. And that involves quite early on no excuses. And I find that, again, this is the don't or get off the lawn, get off my lawn sort of part of the section is I find that in this day and age, there seems to be a more prevalence of people making excuses for anything and not taking ownership on anything. There always seems to be a loophole or a way to weasel out of taking responsibility for a mistake. 
And the thing for me is that I think that as a society, we have an idea of making mistakes as a big problem. If you think about it, and I hope you're listening, just try and take yourself into your own little mind lab here. Every mistake you make is your biggest opportunity for learning. If you're doing the right thing over and over again, you don't think about it too much. If you make some mistake, it's your best opportunity to admit to it, to yourself and to anyone around if it's a big deal, but just admit and realize your mistake, and it lets you delve into what happened and how I can go about it and resolve it. You know what I mean, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so uh, basically the whole episode is basically no excuses, and I want you to take this home for this week and really try as your own personal mission and everything you do is that when you're confronted with something as a mistake that you normally would see as a knee-jerk reaction to try and talk your way out of it, don't. Mm. Take it on, admit and reiterate, saying back to the person, that's actually what I did wrong. And if it warrants an apology, then warrant an apology or warrants a solution to go forward, then, then take it to that place. But I really want everyone to try and be a bit more self-aware about this. Take ownership on your life, no other person, uh, no thing, and no government body or anything else for when you're becoming an adult and trying to grow up is going to be there nor is responsible necessarily to create your success. It becomes or it comes from you. So by taking your own responsibility by creating no excuses for everything that you do and owning up to everything, you're really going to take, build yourself to a pathway of success and it leads you to an area of thinking where what do I want to be and admitting to all these things and making no excuses will get you to that place. It also will take you to a next level of that spirituality, if you will, where once you start admitting and owning up to everything that you're making mistakes from, you're learning from it. When someone has an issue with you that you confront them with and they actually don't have an excuse and they own up to it, then you'll realize, oh, I've been there. You'll have this epiphany of this spirituality where you can be like, you know what? That's so genuine of you to just straight up say it because it's so refreshing and it's so hard to see in society these days. Of course I can forgive you and be compassionate because you've been honest to me. I can understand why you've done that because you've told me about it and I get it. And it's going to be a really big, big thing. For parents out there, I think as we covered with Sid in the first, uh, before the first commercial break, uh, it was asked him about when's a good time to talk to your kids if you think you're doing drugs and that sort of stuff or how do you handle it? And the biggest thing is, in my opinion, coming from a family where I have my mom as a retired teacher, my sister is spent seven years in Africa as, an, as a teacher and she's now teaching out here in the West Coast of North America, is that too often we put a responsibility onto whatever the teachers are doing. And they're doing a great job. And they are responsible for a lot of our upbringing of our children. But they're your children. So make sure that you take a lot of responsibility on that too and don't have excuses. If you think your kids are up to no good and getting into possibly drugs and stuff, it's hard to approach, especially the way teenagers are. We know how bad and annoying they are because we've been those people. You need to have and confront them with that awkward conversation. I remember when I was a kid in junior high school, and my mom thought I was a drug dealer. She was wondering where I had money to buy these things. It was an awkward conversation. I couldn't believe it because I wasn't into that. But I just had to simply explain to her, Mom, I've got a job at a fish and chips restaurant. I peel potatoes and slice potatoes. 
I'm a baseball umpire, I'm a basketball referee, and I have a paper route. I have money to buy myself a new t-shirt. But it was something that she actually literally had to confront me with. And that's what has to still happen in this day and age. Make sure that if there's anything you're worried about, whether you're a parent or whether you're, you're a, stu- a teenager or a student looking to grow up and take ownership, it's your life, please take ownership. No excuses for anything that comes up this week. Make it your mission to own up to everything as quick as you can. Reiterate the mistake you've made and how you're going to confront it and then become more self-aware of people who are owning up and not making excuses to you because those are valuable people with high character. Mm. I love that. Awesome. Um, I have to I have to say you're reminding me of something because in the high school that we're doing the Teen Wealth program in right now, uh, we started last week working on a vision board and then we started with what's called the Why Movie and that was kind of the brainchild of Bill Walsh, the small business mentor who's also uh, on the board for uh, Global Teen Wealth. Um, the Why Movie is a really great thing along with a vision board to help me, for example, not make excuses because it's so easy sometimes to just say, oh, I'm going to lay in bed. I don't want to get up today. I'm not feeling too good or I don't want to go out and eat the right food and or do the exercise or go to work. Um, and, and a vision board is something that has a picture of everything that you want in your life. And a Why Movie is a one or two minute kind of photo presentation where it goes through all these photos of things that are important in my life, like my family, the kids whose lives I can change the people who have impacted me, um, people whose lives have been lost that were dear to me who I hope that Global Teen Wealth through the radio show and the program can live their story uh, out through the program. So those things, when I wake up and I don't want to do anything and I don't want to commit to uh, putting the work in for that day and when I want to make excuses, I look at my vision board and I watch my why movie and it reminds me that there's people out there that are counting on me to share their story because they don't have an outlet to do it. That sounds like a great morning coffee or a cup of joe. Like, it, it is. Right? You wake up and that's yeah. that's your exciting jolt right away out of bed. You're like, whoa, yeah. got to do stuff today. Totally. Totally. Uh, who, who made this Why video for you? What is it? I made it. Uh, I, you can you can make it with iMovie. If you have an iPhone, you can make it with PowerPoint on your computer and just set it with your favorite song. So that's a great DIY thing that young people can do. Because it, it really does. It refreshes why you get up every day. And, and if you're having a bad day, it reminds you that things can get worse and you should appreciate the good things. It's a great Absolutely. DIY no, Brandy. thing. Brandy, are you trying to steal my segment? <laughs> just you know, adding to your beautiful <laughs> idea. No excuses, my dear. That's fantastic. Hey, I, um, Brandy, that reminded me of one thing. I, I love this saying is, if you woke up tomorrow and only had what you were thankful for today, what would you have left? And I think that's such a great, you know, it's such a great saying because we take for granted so much of the stuff we have, like whether it's health or family members or, or whatever it is, right? If we, if we lost everything tomorrow that we weren't thankful for today, what would we have left? I think that's it perfect for what you were saying too could you do me a favor and go to the teen wealth page on facebook and put in that saying so that anyone out there who wants to reread that because it's beautiful yeah absolutely absolutely Uh, yep well just before we uh end the show for the day i just want to give some shout outs to a few people as well um I'm glad that Sydney and Shanann came on and shared their stories. Carrie, thank you for sharing your Art with Impact film. Again, if you haven't seen that film, our film of the week is Lights. That's L-I-G-H-T-S, Lights, at artwithimpact.org. You can just search for it on there and tons of other great films that are out there. Um, The book of the week is Changing Lanes. It was written by Lane 
Etheridge. And Lane, I met at an amazing conference called The Secret Knock. It's a really cool book, and it helps you bring passion into your life. And our hero of the week this week is Chris. Chris is a young lady who, as a teenager, suffered from amnesia and went into a coma after an accident while she was volunteering to help the Special Olympics at her high school. She loves to uh, write, and she has actually asked if she can help me finish my autobiography. So I just want to give a huge shout-out to her. She, at a young age, has already overcome so much from coma and amnesia. Uh, she actually described her process out of amnesia as, remember that movie where 50 First Dates, where Drew Barrymore had to watch a movie every morning to remember who she was? That's basically what her family had to do for her, and there's still times when she has to kind of review it just to remember things. So as a young woman, she's already making steps to help other young people suffering from uh, brain trauma and things like that. So Chris, you're a hero of the week. I love your blog. I'm going to be an avid reader, and I cannot wait to see what you come up with for chapter one of my autobiography. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to plug that. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Please go like Teen Wealth on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, we're giving away some cool prizes to all the gentlemen that host this show with me. I think you're the most phenomenal men. And thank you for taking time out of your lives to be here with me and for the kids out there in the world that really need a, a lift up. So thanks a lot, guys. And uh, see you all next yep. week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.